Hi, and welcome to another episode of Party of Ones. I'm Lori. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to be doing a Netflix rom-com review. Yes, we are. Just call us Rogers and Ebert. Is that their names? Yes, that was their names. Except we're not doing the thumbs up and thumbs down because that got voted down. Because we don't have thumbs. So... We can't be Rogers and Ebert. We have to do it a different way. I don't think we'd want to be them anyway. I don't. I, I don't they made a lot of money reviewing movies. I mean, why would you not like <sighs> yeah, that but they're job? Not, they're not memorable to me. I just feel like they're boring old white men. Because they're be old that. and it's an older show. But I would spend many a weekend watching it because there was no IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or anything. You had to rely on them. That's true. And so we would watch the reviews and then decide if we wanted to see the movie or not. And it was a very sad time when the first one died. I can't remember which one died first. I can't remember which one of them went on a date with Oprah, but that's mostly why I know them is because I watched one Oprah episode where one of them had gone on a date with Oprah. Oh. And it was like they were chatting about it. Oh. Maybe Roger. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Ebert. I don't know. Maybe. Um, oh, we also have a, a special guest producer with us. We do week. have a guest producer. Our guest producer is Carolyn. Welcome. Welcome to the pod. You may remember her from a from a former episode where she was our guest. Episode 15. It's a highly rated episode. Yes. But now she's here to produce and look up anything we may need today. Could you look up which one dated Oprah? <laughs> All right, keep us posted. Okay. Ebert. Okay. Right. So that's, yeah, that's go ahead. <laughs> okay, in the latest development, we have discovered that Roger Ebert is his name. <laughs> so now but we don't then know. Who was the other guy? Who was his friend? Uh oh. <laughs> Roger Ebert and something in Ebert. It had to be something in Ebert. Maybe Roger Ebert was the one that survived and he went on to do movie reviews as own. Roger Ebert. Did you find who his friend is? No. <laughs> I can only see anything about a Roger Ebert. Roger no, Ebert. Did he do it by himself? I have a picture of Oprah's hair. Ooh, girl. <laughs> All right, if you are listening the to the podcast the hair, the and closer you to God. can remember <laughs> what we're talking about here, it's not Rogers yeah, and Ebert, contact then. us. Let us Did he know. have a friend or was it by himself? No, there were two of them. Something who, can in you Ebert? Google who, <laughs> please Google, who reviewed movies with Roger Ebert? <laughs> yeah, maybe there. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> the cat is really, she's upset. She's and really upset. Also in another update, uh, Lori is fostering a kitten right now who has a broken leg. Yeah. And she's holding that kitten who's very calm, but her cat is very unhappy Wild. about that situation. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Breaking news. It just says Roger Ebert. He That's weird. About a <laughs> the internet has been scrubbed of his existence. <laughs> Ebert and Hammerstein? No. Rogers and Hammerstein. They were Rogers a musical. Rogers and Hammerstein was a musical. 
Okay, well, it will remain a mystery. We don't know, but we're like them, whoever they are. Whoever they are. That's what we're doing today. What one of you gets to date Oprah? To the same. Woo! Okay. Do you want to date Oprah? I could be a Stedman. I'd be good at that. <laughs> Stedmund. She's not married. I know. They're, they're she was married. They're, not, they're just dating. They're not married. Yeah, they're not oh, married. they've never been married? No. They've been together a long time, though, so they're, like, practically married. Uh-huh. Can't can't tie Oprah down. Oh, well. So, Netflix! If you review. have not seen these movies, or even if you have seen these movies, we feel that this is a very helpful way for you to decide which one you're going to watch, because yes. there are so many at this point, yeah. it would take several days to uh, watch them all. Yeah. And I feel like when there are originals from a streaming site, whether that's Hulu or Amazon or Netflix... I feel like you always kind of feel like you're rolling the dice in terms of quality or like if it's going to be cheesy. Yeah, because I've seen some that I was like, oh, I was disappointed. Yeah, but I think that like I will say that I feel like Netflix is really reviving the whole rom-com, rom-com genre right now. Like I feel like they're really because like it, like I feel like I feel like when I was growing up, there were, like, big-budget rom-coms that would come to, like, the theaters. Right. And I feel like those days have really gone away. And now, really, any movie that's going to a theater is feels like it's either, like... It's a, a big-budget com- movie. It's either... Yeah, or it's either just fully a comedy. Yeah. Uh, or it's, like, some giant action movie that has, like, an astronomical budget. Or it's um, a drama that's been, yeah. like, long-awaited. Um, or it's a Disney remake. That's yeah, the time that's that we're it. in. Um, so it doesn't really feel like we're getting like star-studded romantic comedies anymore in the theater. So I feel like Netflix is like filling that. But I think I think there's a good reason for it too because a lot of times, um, if a rom-com would come to the movie theater, I'd be like, I'm not going to go pay to see that in the yeah, movie you'd theater. Wait for it to come I'm out. just going to wait. It doesn't matter what kind of screen I'm watching that on. Well, and I think that's probably what Netflix has, like, figured out. Yeah. Like, people want to watch it in their homes, like, with their right. friends, like, at their at their own, ma'am, at their own time. Sorry, the other dog is... Oh. Um, yeah, I feel like that's what they figured out. Yeah. And I think they're doing a good job. I've liked a lot of them. Yes. Um... And then there's others that I feel differently about. And we'll get to that. So, how we're going to um, rate them is we'll rate them on a scale from 1 to 10. Yep. And just kind of discuss um, our general takeaways. Uh, we also have to decide if we're going to include spoilers. No. We'll no, just say no why spoilers. we like them or not. We'll okay. just say why we like them or not. No spoilers. no spoilers. We can Got give them. a basic synopsis and then why we like them. Okay. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to see if the first one is on Rotten Tomatoes so we can give a Rotten Tomatoes warning or Okay, so why don't I give a well. synopsis? Okay, so our first one is a movie called The Kissing Booth. I think this was one of their first forays into the rom-com yes. as well and it, they kind of brought it out very silently and it was 
Um, I didn't even see it in my new releases or anything. It was a friend of mine who suggested I watch it. I don't remember who. I don't think it was you, but I forget who. Anyway, so The Kissing Booth is about two teenagers who set up a kissing booth at their school's carnival in order to raise money. And the two teenagers who do so are best friends. Yes. However, the girl... um, has a crush on the boy best friend's brother. Yes. And it turns out as the movie progresses, he also likes her. Right. But there's the whole situation of they have to deal with, okay, the boy best friend doesn't want her dating his brother. The brother. And it's all the whole movie is about how they deal with that situation. Not well, I want to well, say. Well and you're deciding if the brother is a jerk right because he has a fairly bad reputation or if he's actually like a good person yeah um i do really like that molly ringwald plays the mom in that movie that adds a little something molly ringwald is the mom um we we now have to decide for our rotten tomatoes are we going to use the rotten tomatoes freshness score or are we going to use the audience score Oh, let's go with audience. Okay, it's sixty-one percent. Oh, okay. On Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay. Um, so which, that would be a six out of ten for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So what would you, what would you give it? I really like this movie. I have watched it several times. I love the whole thing about how she is kind of in a shell. And she really breaks out of her shell as she dates this guy and learns new things and tries new things. I thought the aspect of it that was really interesting, too, is it's like, I feel like a lot of movies have a friend, like, friendship is, like, a part of the storyline, but they don't talk about how, like, friendships have to, like, grow and evolve. Yes. And And sometimes that evolution is, like, uncomfortable and sometimes it just like takes time to like figure out what that friendship will look like in the next like phase or stage of your life yeah because they both start out single but then they both start dating somebody yeah so i feel like it did do a pretty accurate job of like depicting like how uncomfortable that is and how like in that like you really miss your friend yeah but like your friendship is just like growing and changing yeah, so I would actually give it a higher score. I would give it an 8 out of 10. I am going to go 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, my, my only thing that keeps it from being like an 8, 9, or 10 is that like it does have that aspect of movies where it's like they ask you to participate in a reality where like children are doing adult things without any adult supervision. <laughs> Like they're, That's true. They're like, like Molly Ringwald is in this movie as someone's mother, but like there is virtually no adult guidance interaction. Like it's just like children who are behaving like grown people. Yes. And, and all the grown people in their life are okay with that. Yes. <laughs> and that's always like, it's not a deal breaker for me, but that's always like, this would be more believable if they had some parents who were like making some rules. Yeah. Like <laughs> bringing some order. I agree. But I, I did enjoy it. I, I think still it's, really like it. It's worth it. a watch for sure. Okay, so our next movie that we want to talk about is To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Yes. Do you, you want, want to, to give, give a brief? Sure. Uh, to All the Boys I Loved Before is about this girl who writes these letters to people that she has loved in the past. 
And these letters inadvertently have gotten out. And the people that she wrote them for actually received them. She never intended for them to actually be sent. And then it's the movie is about her trying to like find a way out of that situation. Um, because one of the people she wrote these letters for is like a good family friend and it's too complicated. So to get out of having to deal with that, she pretends it dates one of the other played by Noah Centineo. Oh, played by my March Madness yep. winner, Noah Centineo. Um, and I would say that probably of all the movies on this list, this is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Rotten Tomatoes agrees. It is rated 87%. But Rotten Tomatoes itself rated it 97%. Mm-hmm. So it's very highly rated. Um, the things I liked about it most is... Um, Noah Centineo is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl in it is really likable. You really root for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's also, I feel like, a pretty honest reflection of like that time in your life. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And she's um, the middle child, which I really like. I resonated with a lot. I liked that. Okay. Carolyn is so rude. So what is your rating? <laughs> My rating is, I would say 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Oh, I don't know. I might say 10 out of 10. I really liked it. I've watched it multiple times since. Okay. What do you think? Okay, so I rate this movie a 10 out of 10. It is my all-time favorite Netflix rom-com. I think I have seen it five times. I have turned it on and will fast forward through to my favorite parts and just sit <laughs> and watch like a half an hour of it put together with my favorite parts. Um, The reason why I like this so much is because of the originality of the idea. Yes. I have never seen a movie where five letters get inadvertently written out. And it actually turns out where one of the five letters that she wrote, the, the guy that she wrote it to, actually becomes a really good friend of hers, like one of her best friends. Yeah. Um. And then it's got... Is that a spoiler? And then it's got, you know, one of the letters goes to... I I don't think it's a spoiler. Okay, A sister's ex-boyfriend. And then it turned... What I also really like about it is she doesn't ever realize that the character played by Noah Centineo is, like, into her as well. Yeah. I really like that because it really talks, it really hits with a lot of the insecurities Mm -hmm. that you have as a teenager. And um, I just, I absolutely love it. It's funny. I love John Corbett. Mm -hmm. I love him in everything. Um, It's just a great movie. It's a great, great movie. I also really like about it that, like, they, one of the reasons that they even start dating to begin with as this, like, cover up is that, like, she feels pretty confident that he is not anybody that she would ever be interested in. Right. Or that he or would, that ever, he be would ever be interested in her. her. And I think he he thinks the same thing. So it's it, it's nice to see them, like, actually get to know each other and actually decide yeah. they, like, like each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. And it's really, it has a lot of feels in it, too. Uh, you showed it to your students this year. I did. Which they probably never would have watched. No, it. and they absolutely loved it. They were hooked. They, they were at hooked. first they were very uh, hesitant. Yeah, they, they loved thought maybe she it. was showing them some uh, white people crap. Yeah, 
and she had to really like convince them like no i really think you'll like it and they were silent and they <laughs> they were hooked they loved it <laughs> they wanted to know what was gonna happen yeah. they were committed yeah yep so yeah highly recommend i feel like we should stay in the vein of uh the noah centineo okay uh okay. um what am i saying trying to say the noah centineo trade <laughs> <laughs> the track yeah, we'll stay in the on the Noah Centineo pass. Um, and our next one is Sierra Burgess is a loser. Okay. Carol Carol just made a mm. So this movie <laughs> is about a girl who has lots of self esteem issues. Yeah. Um Did you find it was lots painful to watch? Um <laughs> she Um she Catfishes, yeah, a kid from another school, but then and chooses a picture of someone as who she's using as her. It wouldn't be her catfish. What like the person she's posing at her profile, and then talks to that person, and that person, this other girl, decides to play along. Yeah. And it's in the, I feel like it's in the vein of, um, oh shoot, it's a really famous old play where someone is speaking for like this, um, it's, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. He's really ugly, but he speaks for this really beautiful man, but he's saying, um, uh, uh, De Bergerac, Cyrano De Bergerac. Yeah, Yeah, Cyrano Cyrano De Bergerac. Anyway, I feel like it's similar in that situation. (laughs) Do you know why I know that? Uh, a reference. Why? Uh, do you ever did you ever know the show Wishbone? No. Um, it was a show where they would retell all these like really classic literature stories oh. with a dog named Wishbone. Oh. He would star in them. So it's really my basis for a lot of classic literature references, like that one they did. They also did um, like The Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, oh. uh, just a lot of like really classic literature with a dog. as told with a dog as the main character, and he talked. It was like live action. You should look up some YouTube clips of it. And Perhaps anybody out there who watched Wishbone, uh, sh- little, little Wishbone shout out. Okay. So yeah, that's why I know that. Okay, so anyway, it's it's that's basically <laughs> what the whole thing is about, and then how that plays out at the end, and when he. When the guy finally finds out that he's been catfished and what happens. Yes. Um, I don't have too much to say about this one. I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10. The reason why I gave it a 6 out of 10 is because I really liked the music in it. Oh, it did have nice music It had really it. good soundtrack. Yeah. And I... Still really like Noah Centineo. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He's a really great guy. Do you know what Rotten Tomatoes has to say about yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, gives it a 33%. Yeah. And, okay. I would go 5 out of 10. Also because of Noah Centineo. Yeah. His beauty is what gets gets it to like a 50% in my yeah. mind. Of like, you could watch it. You could not watch it. It was a fine way to spend some time, but like... It was, I don't know, it was pretty cringy. It, I have to say, I'm not regretful that I watched it. However, I feel zero need to ever watch it again. Do you have opinions, Carolyn? Um, not many, because I've only saw it once. <laughs> oh, I also yeah, we only saw it once. I just, 
Yeah, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the ending because I just didn't think it was realistic. Oh, it's like, not at all. He, his Noah's character was very valid to be extremely upset with her, and like, I don't. That know. was my biggest hang up with it. Is like. Which I don't think this is a spoiler because I feel like you don't expect these movies to have like a realistic ending, um, but it like pans out pretty, like perfect, like, I would say, yeah. and like everyone just moves on, including this guy who's like been catfished by this girl, um, and I feel like it's a bad lesson because like part of it is like this girl is like not your typical like standard for beauty, like she's awkward she's like she's overweight she you know she's like all these things but like the lesson is like she has a heart of gold and she has things that she can share with the world which is a nice lesson like great i'm for that that does not excuse her choices previous to that it's like they want you to just be okay with the fact that she like made a really bad choice like she did a she did a wrong yeah like she did a wrong thing and like any amount of like i don't know like yeah, people deserve second chances, and she shouldn't just be, like, a social pariah because of that choice. But I also just think, like, that ending is not realistic either. Mm-mm. I agree, because I identified with her. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's annoying. How many times have you wanted to sing your way out of a situation? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> but you're not out there catfishing people. No. Not... No, I don't know. But like, yeah. So it like rang like a little untrue. Yeah. But Noah Centineo is beautiful. I think that's an overrate of the movie just because he's in it. What would you rate it? Like a three. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was pretty cringy. It was cringy. All right. Okay. Okay. So next up is the Noah Centineo movie, The Perfect Date. Where there is a boy in high school who needs to earn money for college. He wants to go to an Ivy League college and he's poor. So he's attempting to raise money to do that. And he's figured out that a way that he can do that is have his friend build this app for him where he matches with people who need a date for something. So it could be like a family function or a school dance or like any number of things yep and he goes on all these dates and he gets paid as a way to make money for school and one of the dates he goes on is with this girl um who keeps cropping up in all of these situations that's as much as i'll disclose yep um and it is rated 40 percent on rotten tomatoes so also not a super high score but also doesn't have very many like votes so maybe that's why it's so low but what did you think about it so i hate to say this because it is a noah centineo movie but i give this maybe a three out of ten and the reason is i could hardly get through it all because i disliked the girl so much she was, I mean, she was like, you know, she was the stereotypical angsty yeah. teenager who was mm-hmm. rebellious and negative about everything all the time, which I've seen a million times in movies. And it was, you know, it's been okay, but there wasn't. <laughs> but that behavior should not be rewarded with it, Noah Centineo. <laughs> no. And 
also, <laughs> other movies where there is someone like that, there's other things in the movie that help carry it for me to make me want to finish watching it. And this just didn't have it. Yeah. He kept going out with like crappy person, boring person, crappy person, boring person all the time. And then this unlikable girl. And then he kept going back to this unlikable. I didn't like her all the way till the through the end. I know. I, and when I, I can't say, but I looked at the end when it got to the end and I was like, really? Yeah. Now, here's the thing, too. I think you would agree with this. We are, we're a feminist podcast. We agree that there is more <coughs> to the female character than just being likable. Yeah. So it's not that we just want to see females in roles where they're just likable. Because women do not exist to be likable or pleasant. Or they, women should feel free to feel the whole spectrum of human emotion. That being said, the trope that they had her playing... There was nothing redeemable. No. Like, she just came off as really, like, a spoiled brat. All the time through the entire movie. She has these, like, seemingly very lovely parents who really love her and, like, want the best for her and are very nice to her. Yeah, (laughs) I just... And she's terrible to them. Like, terrible. And then, like, she's just... Like, you're supposed to... She's supposed to be likable because she's, like, angsty and offbeat. And, like, you know what I feel like they were going for and missed? I feel like they were going for Anna Kendrick in Pitch Perfect. And they, they missed that really hard. Then. I feel they like missed that Anna Kendrick in Pitch Perfect is very like that. She's, like, a little left of center, but she's yeah. still really likable. Like, this she's the outcast. Just, there was nothing about her. She's the outcast, but she's likable. You want to root for her. Yeah. There's nothing rootable about no. this character in The Perfect Date. So that was, like, hard to digest. I would agree, like, a 3 out of 10. Again, only because of Noah Centineo. Yeah. I, he, did, he did his part. Also, the writing in it is not very good. No, it's not very, it's not very funny. Or any, you no. know, I, I just I, didn't like I it. I even watched it on a plane, which I think sometimes makes you like... That's what, how I watched it. Because you're trapped all... and you're like, well, this is the only thing I have to do. Maybe I'll like it It wasn't more. good. But it didn't, it didn't make no. up for it. It was a hard time. A hard time. Okay. Um, which I regret to say because, again, no, we love you. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up is, ooh, another dud, I would say. Uh, the Last Summer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't... I have never been more disappointed <laughs> in Netflix in my entire Netflix existence. I also watched this than I was point. with Last Summer. Ooh. There, it was one of those multiple storylines with various friends doing various things, and somehow it all comes together. But the storylines were all come together? no, because they still didn't. It half the things never got resolved. You don't know what happens. The it felt like we got dropped in, into a world that never got fully explained to us. No. All these characters are loosely connected to one another. But they're not really. But they're not really friends. No. It, they're not all friends. Some of them don't even know each other. But, like, so I can't even really give a good synopsis of this movie. It was because like there's so many subplots. Short films in All one, put together, yeah. but then. It kind of starts in the middle of a situation and ends in the middle and nothing really ever gets resolved. And the one storyline that I kind of like that I was trying to follow is about this girl and the baseball player she meets and he seems very charming and all that stuff. Like, 
even that ends up badly. There's there's a storyline with a teenage boy who just wants to get laid. Yeah, uh, which was which horrible. I was, like, predatory. It was weird. It, it was really weird. I was just like, is this how we treat? Like, I feel like a lot of discussion gets talked about in terms of how we talk about female sexuality or like uh like how women are objectified in those situations yes in this i felt like they were really exploiting and he was going after a cougar and i was like oh come on he's a child well the the whole premise for this too is that like it's the summer after they graduate from high school, before they start college. Yeah. So it's like the last summer, which I do feel like is a relatable time in everyone's and life. And I think it could have been an excellent movie. Yeah. But every single storyline missed the mark. It was it was hard. It was hard. It um, was horrifying. KJ Appa, who we now know. This is this is a podcast evolution here. When we did Hawkeye March Madness, we did not know who KJ Appa was. Yeah. I have since watched Riverdale. I now know who KJ Appa is. He's in this, uh, and his storyline is fine, except that there's the same problem with the unlikable girl. Yeah. She is, like, she's trying to be different and left of center, yeah. but she misses likable completely. Like, as she's not likable. Um, but he, like, would basically give up his whole life to go follow this yep. girl, and she's not likable. Like, you can be all those things and also be a kind person. Yep. It's possible. Like, I just, Yeah. So that was hard. I thought they really objectified that boy, and I felt really awkward and weird about that. It felt very around. predatory. The I was only not comfortable reason with it. why I even finished watching the entire movie is because I knew it was going to be on this podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like oh, I would have ha- half an hour like in, I'd have been like all done. Yeah, I would say two out of ten. I wouldn't even. I'm gonna give it a one out of ten. The one I did like, I would say two out of ten because there was one storyline that I did like. It's about this girl who has these plans to go to a school that she doesn't really like. She doesn't really oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, her yeah. Life. She's really likable. She is likable. Um, She nannies for this really rich family. Yeah, and the girl. And they and have a real, she has a really cute relationship with the girl that she's nannying. But then even what happens to her with the nanny position, I just, yeah. I, uh. It was, it felt, it felt like we were dropped into a world that wasn't explained to us. And then it felt like there was way more to each story than they were actually able to tell. Like, it felt like it should have been, like, a, a mini-series. It was not good. Where, like, each of those characters got a full episode. It wouldn't matter. I still wouldn't have watched them all. No. But I think it would have been a better story. Maybe. Oh, we didn't even talk about the story with those two guys who were pretending to be, like... Oh, they who... were pretending to be adults like, at the stock yes. market? They no. They out in this bar. And then the, the older the women... New? Uh, no, it was they bad. like lie and say that they're like stock people in the city, and they're just hanging out at this bar. This bar is just like serving them no questions asked. Yeah, because, no, because they're in suits, as though you couldn't tell a high schooler. And this in a is suit. the other thing too. In New York City, and let me tell you right now, <laughs> I lived in New York City. There is absolutely no way they were not getting carded because yeah. New York but they, bars in New York take that extremely seriously. And they didn't look grown. They looked no, like they children. Looked like children in suits. And so they're they're like basically hanging at this bar getting drunk every night, lying to people that they're like people who work on the stock market. And then they meet these two girls and they start a relationship with them. And then the, the whole thing is like they have to eventually tell them that they're actually like 
18 high schoolers and then this the guy the one guy like finally tells the one girl and she's just like oh yeah i knew i saw your wallet the first night blah 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 and it's just like it's fully a gag moment where you're just like oh like i can't i can't get behind it i can't support it anymore like it was awful it was not good yeah so if you really want something to watch and if you need a good hate watch would recommend you don't feel good about yourself when you get done. No. It's a, it's, it's a bad. icky ride. <laughs> Netflix. If anybody who works at Netflix is listening, KJ Apple was not enough to make that not, movie. not icky. Not good. It not was good. not enough. Not good. Although I do feel like he was one of the more likable characters, Ugh, but still, whew, it was hard to get through. Okay, next up is always be my maybe. Okay, so this is the newest yeah. rom com mm-hmm. that came out. Um, which is about, um, two friends that grew up together as best friends, but then they went their separate ways and one becomes this very famous chef and the other one just works with his dad. Yes. Um, and she has to come back to town and they meet up again and just about navigating their relationship. Yes. Now that they had been apart for so long and then came back together again. Yeah. Um, and for her, it was kind of always like the relationship that could have been. Could have been, yeah. And I think maybe for him, too. Yeah. Just they um, they just couldn't get past some big things that had happened. Yeah. So um, I liked this movie. I, I think that this is the best rom-com they've had since To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I would agree. Um, It's still not as good as To All the Boys I've Loved Before, in my opinion. So, but I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10. Uh, I will agree with the 8 out of 10. I think Ali Wong is very funny in this movie. Uh, She is, I like her, I think she has a different voice than a lot of uh, female comedians, and I like that. Uh, and the guy in it, who I didn't know before this, uh, but he was really funny. Yep. They, there were several lines where I like like laughed out loud. Yep. <laughs> so, I really liked it. Um, it has a uh, 91% on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. So I would say that people agree. Um, it, I will say <laughs> the one thing where I was like, that I left thinking was like, he, uh, he has a lot of work to do. <laughs> like, he's basically exactly the same as when she left him yeah. however many years ago. And he has a lot of work to do to be able to, like, be with her and run at the same, like, pace that she yeah. is. Uh, and I feel like by the time they get to that point in the movie, they're kind of out of time. Yeah. So, so they kind of wrapped to, up real yeah, fast. Yeah, they had to wrap it up really fast. And for me, I was just like, mm, I feel like he'd have to work a little harder to prove to me he's ready to be, like, a grown-up. <laughs> Other than yeah. just like, oh, now they're together and everything's fine. But I did really like it. I, I thought did it was like really it. cute. It was also pretty heartwarming. Did you cry? No. Oh. Me neither. Uh huh. <laughs> I did. I cried. It was heartwarming. The stuff about her mo- his mom. That was, that was heartwarming. I still did not cry. I didn't have it. Didn't, you didn't have, have it in me. You. No. I was watching on a plane. I also think when you watch things on a plane, you're more willing to cry. Mm. You feel very trapped in the... You're very uh, trapped. In the narrative. Um, yeah, I, I would recommend it, though. 
8 out of 10 for sure. All right, next up is Set It Up. This is our final one. Okay, why don't you were the one who recommended this movie to me. So why yeah. don't you give the synopsis? Okay, so here's a synopsis for Set It Up. There are two interns who work for equally challenging people in uh, New York. Mm -hmm. And they decide that it would make each of their jobs uh, more doable and a little bit easier if their bosses were distracted and with someone. So they set them up with each other and do their best to kind of keep them together, even though that they're maybe not the, a perfect match. And it's kind of about the hijinks about setting them up. And then um, you're kind of waiting to see if the interns fall in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this movie. I thought the casting in this movie was perfect. Yeah, I thought it was very good. I really liked uh, the guy in it, Glenn Powell. I had never seen him in anything before. Yeah. Uh, but I really liked him in that. Uh, I had never seen Zoe Dutch in anything, and I really liked her in that also. Tay Diggs is in it. Yeah, I love Tay Diggs. Who you can't not love. He really doesn't play a very likable character. No, you still love him anyway. <laughs> but he still finds a way to be lovable. He becomes redeemable at the end, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson is in it, which I thought was a fun cameo. Uh, he plays the roommate. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, all around I thought it was really good. It has... It's, it has... I will say what the other movie lacked in writing, this one really makes up for in like the witty yep. writing. It's very, it's very witty. It's very yep. good. Uh, it is ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so pretty high. Yeah. Um, um, I would give it an eight out of ten. Same. I would definitely, and it is one that I have gone back and watched a second time. Yeah. So I did really. I liked the idea of the storyline. I liked a lot of the humor in it. Um, I liked the bosses a lot. Even though they're not supposed to have a redeeming quality, I still found them hilarious. They were entertaining, yeah. Very entertaining. Yeah. So, they lived their full life in that like really yep. unlikable role. Yep. Yeah. So overall, I would definitely recommend watching that one. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, um, so those were... We have some time. So I feel like, do you want to go into these? Okay. We just we go over them quickly. Okay. So that is the end of our rom com Netflix review. There were some other ones that are also Netflix originals that we also watched and wanted to review. So that's mm -hmm. how we will the bonus content. The if bonus you will. content of our uh, Netflix original review episode. Uh, and the first one on our list is Dumplin', which does have a romantic through line yeah but i wouldn't say it's, it's, it's not a rom-com though no it's more of a coming of age yep have you watched dumpling yet did you like it okay carol approved um do you want to talk about dumpling um dumpling is just about a girl who is not your typical debutante mm -hmm. um however her mother is yes. and she played by the lovely jennifer, jennifer aniston. aniston is the best who oh how can you not love jennifer i aniston? love her so um she enters a beauty pageant essentially to tick off her mom and to balk the system uh -huh. and ends up getting these other friends involved <laughs> yeah 
And it's all about how she navigates being part of this debutante system that she didn't want to be. Yeah. Um, but turns, <coughs> she doesn't, I feel like she, she never does it to be closer to her mom. She does it to show her mom. Yeah. Like to maybe prove her mom wrong. Uh-huh. But in the mix of it, she ends up finding new friends and kind of finding herself a little bit yes. in it. She has one really old friend who, once they start doing it, she's really good at it. Really and, good. And then they have to navigate that. Yeah. Because it's like, now she's good at the thing that they kind of bonded over right. making fun of together. And she she does like it. Which I felt was, like, pretty real life. Like, yep. sometimes that happens. But I did really like that movie. Um, it was sweet. I would give it a 9 out of 10. Yes. And what bumps it from an 8 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10 are the drag queens that are in it. Yes, so fun. I loved every moment of those scenes. Yes. A lot of Dolly Parton content. Yeah. A lot of drag queen content. Um, And it was, yeah, it was really good. It was just a, it was an entertaining story. It was sweet. You root for every character in that movie. Like... Even Jennifer Aniston, who's, like, pretty ridiculous throughout the whole thing, you, like, root for her. Like, yep. you want her to do well. Um, yeah. I would I would also say 9 out of 10. Yep. Really good. I loved it. Um, next up, we have Wine Country, which is... Uh, did you watch Wine Country? Did you like it? Loved it. It was so funny. Okay, so this is just pure comedy, I would yep. say. There's really no romantic through no. line. There's really... It's kind of like... Um, bridesmaids if they were older and took a trip to wine country yep uh we're just a bunch of friends take a weekend in wine country amy poehler's in it i also really love amy poehler she's really funny maya rudolph Mm -hmm. tina fey all really funny women like i feel like that it was just i feel like one of the things that was most enjoyable about it was it was just like watching women be really funny yep I enjoyed it. I would say 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, too. I really yeah. loved that movie. It was fun. It was really fun. Really funny. Um, I also watched that one on a plane. Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of these movies on a plane. Yes, you have. Uh, and next up, we have... Oh, I have to read this word for word or I'm going to mess it up. The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. Yep. <laughs> Carol's looking really judgmentally. Uh, this one stars... Uh, well, doesn't star, but he's in it. Glenn Powell from yep. Set It Up is also in this one. Yeah, he's also just as good looking in this one. And um, the lead, the female lead, is one of the characters who is also in Downton Abbey. Yes. And so I, I do love that. Lily James. I love it I love when the her. British people show up in various movies. <laughs> yeah. They really, all follow each other. If you other. watch Harry Potter or Downton, you pretty much know every, every person who, yeah. who acts. Who acts. Yeah. I would say everybody has been in all of them. Yeah, you could either look at that and be like, oh, they're from Downton. Or, oh, yeah. they're from Harry Potter. And some of them are in both. So Yeah, some of them are in both. Um, I really loved this movie. Yeah. I've watched it twice. Um, what keeps me from watching it more is there is a sad undertone yeah, to really it, so I can't always watch that. Yeah. Um, but I loved every second of it, um, so I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. I will also give a nine out of ten. But it is very well played, very well written, yeah, uh, very believable. Yeah. What I loved about it is it's told, um, it's the setting is like this town right after World War II. Mm-hmm. And it's just this little coastal town um, in England. Yep. And it really talks about, I feel like when you, 
I'm like a history nerd and I feel like when you learn a lot about like uh the world wars or like the aftermath of the world wars it's a lot of like city focus yep and it's a lot of like what happened to London after the war or what happened to you know big cities in Japan after That's the war true. um or big cities in Germany like what happens in Berlin after the war things like that but this is really a look at like what happens to like those tiny agricultural towns yep. who were like barely making it pre-war and were like pretty much totally devastated yeah. post-war and had many people who either disappeared or died or, and it was just, it felt like a very like real look into like what it was for like normal people. Yep. But it was very interesting yep. and it has a great love story and, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I did like it. Okay. So that wraps up our Netflix review episode if you would like to comment, to review any kind of um, movies with us, or give us your ratings, you can reach us at Party of Ones on Twitter or at Gmail, um, on Gmail at partyofones.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your opinions about these movies too. And if you have other movies that you would like us to rate, let us know and we will. If you also stand Noah Centineo. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> okay, right. so thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.